0: Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is season 14, and we are on episode one. And before we get started, I just wanted to mention what this season is going to be. We are doing a tram ride. Well, I mean, it's a tram ride over eight episodes. And we're going to go all the way from uh, the bottom of Smith Street on the 86, all the way to the top of Smith Street. Actually, it's on Smith Street there. Um, Cowan Sailors. And in between there, we're going to go to a load of other stops. But right now, we are in Bar SK, which is one of my favourite places and the first one on our stop. And with me is Paul Christoph. Good morning. Yes, it's 10 a.m. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Morning, in the same time zone for a change. It's, I'm as freaked out as you are. Um, and I don't know what that knocking is, but it's entertaining. Um, and with me is the two people who, <laughs> who run and own... RSK, K, we got Dave and we got Louis. what hey. guys, How are we? Uh, I'm very well. Pretty good. It's nice. nice. The new season. You guys looking good for uh, the off season? You've been practicing. You've been... Uh, so much <laughs> practicing. <laughs> so, much, <laughs> so much practicing. Just podcasting in front of the mirror. Um, drinking in front of the mirror. Yeah, yeah. It's very important to drink in front of the mirrors. It's, it's important to understand your drinking behaviors. That's why our uh, bars surrounded in mirrors. Eggs go all from the roof. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and that's probably it's the ultimate mirror. Yeah. Um, all right, all right, all right. Uh, all right. Let's let's just step back a step. How would you guys describe your bar? You want to take that, Lou? <clears throat> yeah.
1: Um, I think the bar is a small. Well, it started off as like a art gallery for video games, mm-hmm. um, and then it sort of we grew into the craft beer scene in Melbourne, which really reflected the kind of independent sort of artistic scene that we were sort of previously tapped into. Oh. So it's sort of it's this rotating display space for like interactive media. I don't know, I hate to say video games because mm. all of the stuff that comes along video games. But yeah, they are uh, it sort of pairs along really nicely with like like local independent media and local independent beer. Uh, I think within like a couple of months of opening up, we realized that showcasing it, like you said, independent art, suddenly that was the only kind of beer that made sense to sell in here. Mm, mm. And we didn't, we didn't, I don't think we planned to, we we planned to open up a creative art space predominantly and a small bar, mm. but then pretty soon, and also being on Smith Street on the 86 tram, like you guys are exploring today, we kind of ended up being a craft beer bar just because that was the best thing to sell. And the more local and the more independent, the more it fit into our space, as far as the community that come in here doing art stuff, the regular people that come in and the consumers of the art and whatnot, and then... Yeah, I think the space is like, um, someone was saying yesterday, oh, well, the other day, um, about I, a, I a day. Mm. A day, probably a day. <laughs> or at night, possibly. Mm.
0: It all blows together.
1: Uh, about the decor and sort of, you know, oh, there's like, oh, it's so eclectic, and there's this and this and this, and everything's kind of like, you can point to it, and I can tell you probably which exhibition it was there for. Mm. The grass on the roof was from a spring mm. exhibition, able to cool, we left it up. Um, it has like, there's kind of a connection to everything that's here in the same way that I like to be able to point to every beer in the fridge and say, oh yeah, that's made locally by, you know, these uh, four ambo drivers. Mm, and, you know, mm. like, that's, and these people are really cool and I like these people. Well, technically, uh, there are only two ambo drivers. Well, so. yeah, I mean, <laughs> Just, you know, oh, that's a, no, that's a different brewery than I'm
0: talking about oh. that you don't know about. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Amber. Yeah. Amber. Amber. Yeah. Is it, it one of
2: the, it's one of those non-Italian, uh, yeah. Yeah. non-existent Italian craft breweries, Chris. you wouldn't know about it. The Amber. Yeah, amber.
3: Fantastic, yeah. Mm. <laughs>
2: I I if that doesn't
1: exist, it needs to. Oh. It, it, it's got to the point where now, yeah, well, oh, I guess within the first 12 months we turn around and say solely independent, mm. solely local, mm. apart from, all right, every so often we have something from interstate bridge mm. you know it's good it's good right but now it's got like we're now I'm also looking at like how close is it to the bar yeah. getting stuff from like I'm like that's three kilometers away that's too far <laughs> and like I've got to the point where like half the time we're going down to these breweries and picking up the mm. beer ourselves just because they're so damn close <laughs> and like just cutting out that carbon footprint mm.
3: Mm.
1: not didn't do this stuff or set out to do that stuff on purpose just because that's how good the local industry is in was part of Melbourne but when we first came here it wasn't yeah completely
3: like it, it was Perth bar exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right was, I knew this like, was gonna come up yeah well yes. I had to because that's why we came in exactly we like, what, what? It was the Ben Cousins cocktail wasn't there <laughs> and then we came in any, and all these like WA beers any right? cocktail with coconut ice is a Ben Cousins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cocktail that's just like what, what is this place why is there all this Perth stuff here this is weird it, exactly I was what was it after
2: it's um, after Gabs After yeah. or was it after Pinot Palooza? Yeah,
1: because it would have yeah. be. yeah. been during. I think that was uh, WA week. This yes, we must like, have been after Pinot
3: Palooza. Mm.
1: Yeah, because we had during that first Good Beer Week, we were sort of like, let's just we, showcase WA because mm. sort of what, what I knew and what I was used to drinking. So the first time we had well, Rocky Ridge, first time we had Rocky Ridge on the East Coast, first time oh. anyone yeah, Coast. yeah, but that was us. Well,
0: yeah, was us. And, and then we we stumbled in, and it looked very different to what it does now. Yeah. Um, um, well, it's the morning at the moment. It's, well, yeah. It's like quarter
1: past ten on a Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Natural, natural sunlight. Smith Street thing. itself looks different.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, it looks civilised out there right now. It is funny how there are... Um, sorry. Yoga
2: pants. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's one of those places
2: that look completely different in the light. That, like there's almost, you know, indistinct... Like, yeah, it's, well, no, completely distinct. Like not not at all yeah. the same because... Um, yeah, I think Smith Street is mm. just one of those places where if you yeah if you walk around at night and you walk around during the day, you just go no, nah, this is not. Well, it's, it's yeah, kind of this you know initially this area is a shopping district in Melbourne. Yep.
1: Yeah. That was like one of the main shopping districts besides like the CBD. Oh, so exactly I guess yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So that's kind of what the street mm. is: a mix between that and bars.
0: Which yeah. which all works out.
1: The street's been really good for us, uh, like sort of uh, patron-wise, and I guess sort of almost artistically, like. A lot of the stuff we show is sort of odd off the wall, um, and a lot of people who wander around this part of the street seem to sort of appreciate that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a very you know independent arts kind of precinct. Um, it also kind of ties in whenever we do like uh, video games as a sort of industry and culture thing has mm-hmm. a bit of an issue with like you know sex, love, romance, especially mm-hmm. queer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much a you know, straight white bloke kind of thing. So when we we like to showcase that kind of stuff because it's, it's interesting, and being across the road from Circuit and around the corner from the mm-hmm. Peel, and in like, you know, the place where sort of gay culture came into the light in Melbourne, or well, I mean, I think sort of stays away from the light around here. But like, you know, where people sort of called it their home, and being able to showcase stuff for like the Vote Yes exhibition mm-hmm. and um, a bunch of you know those kind of queer friendly exhibitions has been really like really good here. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been the same. Or anywhere else, especially like the city and stuff.
0: No, it's true. It's it's such an inclusive sort of neighbourhood. I think.
1: that I mean, you guys are doing the eighty six mm. podcast series, but like, I can't imagine opening up this bar anywhere else in Australia. No, together. no. Like, like any other street almost in, in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. I think that's it's pretty. Like, I mean, for me personally, like, it's a big non. I'm really. Like, I think we're both quite thankful mm. and respectful to, especially as non locals, as mm. you know, mm. two guys from Perth. <laughs> That's what I absolutely love about, you know, this area,
0: Smith Street in particular. And, and it's it's odd that I feel like every everyone I brought to this place, um, they've all had a very similar reaction. They're all like, oh,
1: I, I don't gone. get it.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. Um, they, they've all been, I feel really safe in here. And I feel really, um, this feels like my land room or this feels like, um, uh, this already feels like my favourite bar. and a a lot of people um, especially people I know from the the arts community they'll all just sort of walk in and go how did I not know about this how did I not know it's just I think it's just that feel which works
1: Mm. yeah a lot of people sort of mention things about it and it's sort of you know like oh it feels really homely and it feels really nice and so like well I've got to be here like half at least half probably more of my life at the moment (laughs) so yeah like I don't sleep here when I you know ideally Mm. but like I have to be here a lot so obviously like you know, it's in our best interest to make it feel as comfortable as possible
0: which i, I think sorry. like
1: um yeah it was only only in like in recent times when people started actually openly saying that kind of stuff to us like you mm. just kind of said mm. like we were kind of hadn't really sat down and considered certain things and you know maybe we're a little bit modest as well mm. but all of a sudden people are sitting around saying i i do feel really comfortable mm. here we've got like a huge like um expansive spectrum of community that come in and call this place home and it was only when I kind of like took a step back and talked to some people outside of the bar and like I realized that I was like, wow, this is actually really nice. It's really special yeah. because we don't just get pigeonholed as one thing. We're not just the, the wine bar, the, the, the craft beer bar or the, you know, the, the place that's open really late or anything like that. It's we kind of get to cover a lot of different stuff, which is really exciting because we get the place is very different all the time. And yeah, I guess as we'll kind of say that inclusivity of community and culture is really nice. Yeah. It's that thing of you know, when you, when you deal with contemporary independent digital stuff, and like you know, you kind of got to be at the forefront of it. You know, you got to be like watching the news every day and seeing how people feel about different works and different things that are happening. It's not the same as going, oh, let's go to you know, some other bar that has retro arcade stuff, which may have retro arcade kind of culture, you know, which isn't the most inclusive and mm. the most you know, progressive. And that might be fine because that might be what you're after, but yeah, for us, like being. Part of things that are happening now, and show, showing off, you know, works in progress from local developers. If we don't have that kind of progressive thinking, then they wouldn't feel comfortable here. So it kind of yeah, it's a win-win for us.
0: So one question I've always wanted to ask: What what is what is SK? <laughs> I was about to ask this. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think it stands for?
3: Um, super cool. Super <laughs> <laughs> yes. so cool.
1: Uh, I think it was one of Louis' favorite Christmas songs. Um, what was it? What was your favorite Christmas song again? Silent night. Yeah, silly kids. Yeah, silly kids. Um, that was a great song.
0: Oh, that what does what does
1: it stand for? Silver night, <laughs> um, silver kettles, <laughs> sad karaoke. Yeah, that's car- Yeah. I knew it was in there oh, wow. somewhere. It was an old band from Bunbury. <laughs> and then uh, and we used to we used to, like uh, just mess around in our hometown and hmm. film each other doing stupid stuff and like it was around the time that Jackass it was before Jackass or around Jackass but also when tensions came out, there was a video in WA of like bodyboarding and people just falling over in public, um, <laughs> but, and we decided I don't know we we had a camera and we were doing similar stuff and like at some point we had to label the video. And all the different genre stickers that came with the blank VHS tape included sad and (laughs) included karaoke. And uh, I thought that was kind of funny. And then that sucked. And then it became our band. And then, yeah, years later, I had to open up a games company in Perth. And I was like, like, I I just need something that's kind of relevant to me. But I didn't want to call it sad karaoke because that's like, especially, you know, like, People go, I want to call the bar sad karaoke. It's like there's no karaoke, and I don't want to be associated with karaoke. It's just not my thing. So yeah, we just sort of went with SK, and then you know people are like, what does that stand for? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) yeah. There's been there's been three business ventures now with the SK initials. It was SK Games. Yeah. It was uh, more pop up. Exhibition parties, Fringe Mm. Festival stuff, which was um, Backyard SK, like that DIY (laughs) Australianer. I
0: saw that um, sticker on a few of your um, stuff.
1: Yeah. And then Bar SK. I always thought it was Basque. I just found out right now that it was um, (laughs) (laughs) Basque. <laughs> Every <laughs> time you at the front you hear someone say, Oh look, Basque, and you're like, Yeah, whatever. You know what? It doesn't matter.
2: The space is pretty noticeable a very, between the two, like very prominent know. space. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also on the sign, black and red, different colours. Different you know, don't matter. You know what? Don't matter. <laughs> I've had people walk in here before thinking it was an ice cream shop, thinking it's a backpackers hostel. I've had somebody order a burger at the bar before. <laughs> it's bad very bad. confusing. Someone thought <laughs> it was <laughs> I like a a furniture shop. A furniture. Yeah, <laughs> they, they <couldn't laughs> asking to like check one. out yeah. the vintage, shops. the vintage furniture that was on exhibition. <laughs> it's brilliant. That's it's great. Someone thought it was a ski themed bar, because they thought it said bar ski. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, ski themed bar! And I was like, you just have to look inside. Like it's you'll, you'll find out very
2: soon. Yeah, there's <laughs> a distinct lack of snow in this place. Yeah. Is like, yeah. Uh, we're right. actually from Slovakia.
3: Well, Bar, bar- Slovakia. Bar-S- is it <laughs> so? Is there a bar.sk You can't you get, it. Can't can't get it. it. Yeah. Oh uh, damn.
1: That would have been awesome. We quite often get there, there is a there is an SK bar in Slovakia and um, we quite often get events coming up on our Facebook. Of these great like like Eastern European like black metal bands. And I let them add them to our event page. It's nice. It's <laughs> nice to think that that stuff also happens here. But we do have uh, video games beer. That redirects really to fire escape. at the moment. Oh, really? That's, that's cool. really yeah. cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah, That was another one of those drunken, you know, like, <laughs> on the internet, like, hey, oh, well, I should get this.
0: M- much like the hat that you're wearing right now.
2: Yeah, that was another one. I'm, yeah. <laughs> also, like that jacket over there that I bought off Amazon recently, it basically looks like an NES console. No way.
0: I didn't even notice when you uh,
2: were wearing it. Yeah, well,
0: you'll notice the Nintendo,
2: like... Loaded. Yeah, yeah but it's got it's like whole, this. It's got the reset and power button, and it's like the yeah. It's, it was pretty cool. Sweet. Well, I like, I like the fact you guys have all dressed up for coming to so like, What are you guys dressed as?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> awkward. <laughs> this is the first time I've worn this top. So, <laughs> um, well, Paul, Paul is dressed as a
2: hungover influencer. That's mm, the, yes, mm, that's, influencer. That's what yeah. I am. <laughs> And,
3: and Chris, Chris is my quiet night, yeah. Well started as a quiet night ended up with a bottle of grey grease on a speedboat. <laughs>
0: yeah, I saw that. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know what I'm dressed as. Someone wearing a shirt. But, um, a, a typical thirty-six year old, I think. Mm. Um all right. Big question. Okay, so you guys talked about being independent. Yes. What what is the what uh, clearly you know you have a lot of local beers and like super local beers. What have you refused? To stock? Yeah.
1: There's, there's been stuff that we've refused that we don't necessarily... It wasn't... I, I don't know. We weren't trying to be jerks about it, but like we, we got rid of stocking... When we first opened up, we stopped all the feral stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we
0: stopped the feral stuff we around stopped. the well, time... I, yeah,
1: we stopped because there was <clears throat> issues with the... Uh, yeah, they, some stuff has happened, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> We were being ignored a little bit, but uh, yeah, we were, and that's fine, you know. Like, we've got this, you know, we've we got a small know. fridge, we don't really mind. Mm-hmm. Other other like, companies okay. also owned by Coca Cola, mm-hmm. like, we love their beers. I love like a bunch of the crew that work there. A lot of them come in here, I'm not trying to suck up, I, like, I genuinely mm-hmm. do. A lot of them are regular customers here and support us, but we won't stock their beers, okay. But I mean, part of it's because of the independent factor, like. I love like everything i've ever worked in has been in the independent arts like louis has we've always supported independent mm-hmm. ventures, but like that stuff you can get it everywhere can, yeah yeah i can yeah. taste i can get a mountain goat beer anywhere i can get mm. i don't know pirate, I life. Think it, pirate life i can get yeah. it anywhere mm. yeah. i still drink them mm. personally i just it's more yeah. exciting to sell local independent beers yeah. like i can we can tell the great stories of the beers i can we meet the people, like they come in here sometimes to drop them off, like Mm. uh, Chris from Sailor's Grave, I've watched him get out of the car here still in his like knee-high (laughs) gumboots he's just driven 400 kilometers (laughs) to drop me off a keg that means more to me than selling Mm. beer that's gone from you know that's you know at 10 other ventures like venues Mm. on Mm. the street so yeah it was a sort of changing point when you stopped sort of like trying to get things and you know and clawing it like oh I really want this and I really want this and then you sort of realize wait we've got we're basically a, we have a platform sort of thing onto the street um and we've got a small platform of you know four taps five taps and you know a small fridge and yeah like what we put on that platform is you know like yeah do do they need it like yeah like mountain goat makes some good beers, but they don't need us hmm. like and yeah if we can make make sure that whatever we put up there is, you know, there's a reason to do it and it's going to help someone, then we
3: will. The thing, I mean, to has been you know, independent and interesting beers. It is a small fridge, but it's probably a bigger and more interesting selection than a lot of venues we go to with much bigger fridges. Mm. We
1: normally have between like 40, to 45 different, different uh, range of beers on. Yeah, too much, really. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. no, it's too much. We have to get place.
0: Um, are you at any goes at any point going to double your tap number? Well, we've got we're basically here
1: uh, oh. until twenty twenty. That's currently the schedule, <laughs> uh, so get in quick. Uh, but yeah, like basically we we don't know uh, if the space is going to be here after twenty twenty. So for us, like our tap system is two double kegerators and a cooling. We can and take it anyway with this, basically. Yeah, mm. we can pack that up and move it if we need to. Um, once these buildings get renovated, mm. uh, I'm sure they're gonna be rolled over and rebuilt. We don't know if we'll be coming back here or if we're going somewhere else in the area. It's on the 86 tram. But yeah, for yeah. us to put in more taps. It would be good. Like I want more taps, i mm. love more taps. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's certainty. Yeah, basically, yeah. I think it's 21 taps for, uh, just in case Shane and is listening. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with like 25 million colours or something. beers, plus maybe
3: a few Scandinavian beers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, they're
0: in the fridge at the moment, but that's, they're mostly, they're for us. Like. <laughs> um, And talking about beers, I think we should drink one or two. And we are on to our first... Beer and Dave. What is this beer? We've, uh, we've seen it's pretty early morning. Um,
1: if it was a few of us are tired and hungover, we thought we go for it. Sailor's Graves. Uh, what should we do with the drunken sailor? Coffee breakfast stout. It's, uh, it's the the coffee, coffee reference, I guess. Is is the reason we're starting here? Not <laughs> the breakfast. Not the breakfast. No, no breakfast. No. Stout. Stout for breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't much of a dark beer drinker until I moved to Victoria, because being in in WA, there's about one week of dark beer opportunity.
0: Oh, but and it's, it's only since on like the old rules.
1: I guess so. I don't know. Maybe there wasn't a lot of great dark beers around. Nah, I mean I was living in Europe as well for a bit, and it was really really hot, so I just didn't touch dark beers for a long time. And it's only like yeah, the last two or three years in, in Melbourne where I'd I literally have a fridge full of dark beers, and they're absolutely sensational. So dark beers are great. Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like it's a bit of a new thing for me to to really actually yeah you know, it's, it's, I had the same problem of um, finding a lot of dark beers to be either like sort of more Belgian style and be like more like just syrupy and thicker and mm. heavier and stodgier and worse just, <laughs> that, just that sort of like oh a dark beer like it's like the last one in the fridge at the party and you're like guess I'll do a dark beer. <laughs> But yeah, since I think the the main one that opened my eyes is the um, bean I Oh, you're gonna say two years old. Uh, first car of beer I bought uh, no, when I got eyes. my driver's license.
0: Two years old. Two years old. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Not not my first be- car of beer I bought. Once turning eighteen, my first car of beer. Once getting my driver's license.
0: Did you get your driver's license last year or something? No, I
1: got. I, <laughs> 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 no, I think I was like. 16 and 9 months,
3: which was like the legal thing yeah. at the time in WA. Oh, took, took my car through the drive through and picked up a carton of two years old. Yeah, awesome. WA gets their license ASAP. Yes.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. I, I love that you guys get your license at 16, 9 months. We don't get them until 18 here. Yeah, right. But damn it. When did you actually get your license? I think because it's changed a lot now. Yeah, i
2: think I think I basically sort of got mine only because I thought if I turn up my 21st without my driver's <laughs> license, that's just going to be a world of pain, basically. So I'm just going to have to get this done. And uh, yeah, so I yeah. rushed it. What's train. that when you move
3: to the UK and you're in the office and there's always people in like their 30s and 40s going for their driver's license. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they don't know how to be, Only
2: when they're just finally like
1: leaving, being like, you know, yeah. in the city kids. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I found it in here, in the bar, <laughs> we're not even talking about spirit. That's the whole point, <laughs> it? Um well, we're saying that we was too, it was too many facts. and We yeah, get... Like, I, I, all these all these young crew come in and they they ask Louis or I if I can if we can help them move house because we're the only adults that they know that own cars and or <laughs> driver's licenses. <laughs> <laughs> it's legit, true. I mean, Plus, they are, also mistake <laughs> the
3: bar
0: for furniture <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. Yep,
1: <laughs> they are friends. They're not just like randoms. Like we don't have like a side business. Yeah, yeah.
0: But you could
1: little red trucks. Mm. That's that's us.
0: Um, the truck SK. Yeah, there's gonna be a that's, <laughs> yes, gonna be one truck. Yes, somewhere. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what are we drinking? <laughs>
1: uh, so Sailor's Grave, one of my favorite, well, one of our favorite Australian breweries. Um, what Chris and his wife uh, they're, and they're, I think their son um, live out in the beautiful old buttery out in Orbost. As Orbost, Orbost. I'm not you familiar what I can mean. get away with mispronouncing things. I think it's Orbost Or mispronouncing I reckon yeah. all is how yeah. I pronounce it. Yeah. Um, like everyone here, says Mandura. Manjura.
3: <laughs> everyone in Victoria, says Manjura. Yes. At the time, I was like, oh, Manjura. Oh, it's like, what are you talking about? It's like, Manjura? It's like, what? Hey, Mandra. Then we did a thing around the venue, it's like, like our last people from Victoria. How, how do you pronounce this word? And every single one said Manjura. I usually call it a
1: whole.
0: Yeah. Um, for those of you at home Mandura is or Mandura is a uh, place in Perth, correct? Yes, yes. retirement village, right. I think. South of Perth, lots of jet yeah. skis. <laughs> <cities. laughs> um, anyway, this has been an awesome normal. Thank you, everyone. Um, Sailor's Grave, like
1: the. He doesn't. They don't make any boring beers. They keep on making really exciting beers, really expansive beers. Um, like some of their beers have got like you know two or three. Very different dimensions to them when you drink them, which that that gets me really excited as a consumer, but also sell it as well. I can I can still be talking about it after you've walked away with your pint. Um, I absolutely like I, one of my favourite Instagram. If, if you don't follow mm. Sailor's Grave on Instagram, you've got to watch their stories. There's stories of those guys out on the tractor with a concept in their head, uh, out there foraging like local Australiana like looking for like certain like certain plants or flowers or they're out at a local organic sustainable farm looking for something to put into their next beer and you, you kind of get a bit of a concept you're like well they're out there picking passion fruit flowers what's the next beer they're making that's really exciting
3: well I saw so okay I'm good. say it sort of kind of came from nowhere yeah right I remember when they started mm. just like what are these you know the branding's always been really like cool you know, what are these beers and next thing you know there's yeah every couple of weeks it seemed there was a new sales grape beer yeah, really mm. interesting things it's like these guys they are just smashing it from like day one it seems
1: they, you know. they they prove that with like labels on beers as well that you don't have to you know suggest anything anymore like you mm. don't like years several years ago I remember like all the new craft beers had like, uh, like skulls and crossbow they were really like punk rock and edgy and now, like the 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 guy that does the I forgot his name. The guy that does the artwork for South Grave, he's a children's illustrator, children's book illustrator in the UK. Oh. and that's that's why they have like these gorgeous cans. Like, mm. yeah, I love them, absolutely love them. Um, the only problem with them is that you can't show all the sides of the can in the fridge. Yeah, you'd have yeah, like yeah. rotating yeah. displays, right. but rotating like, fridge shelves, like listening them, like, next to each other or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep
0: on poking at beer match. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're, we'll get a rebuttal when we talk with beer mash later to that. I'll be up there in the
1: background at four this afternoon. Okay, done. <laughs>
0: um, all right, so what, uh, first impressions, people? Probably for only 5%. Mm. So, it's 5%,
1: 30%. so it's, it's so bizarre when you see, like, a square percentage on a, on a beer. Yeah. That kind of, like, normally screams out, like, kind of... Mainstream, mainstream, Main, yeah. mainstream brewery when i see that to be honest but i get heaps of vanilla on this uh vanilla and cocoa as opposed to like like it was like a real kind of chocolate vanilla i don't get heaps of the straight coffee maybe it's because i had coffee before it yeah i think that's um, really messing with me it's like like oh where's the coffee I'm like oh i just finished my actual coffee but you know it, it is a stout so that's that's why we're gonna get you know those kind of those darker roasted yeah it's really components as opposed to just direct coffee um compare it to like the the coffee porter the the bean counter from coping spirit it's another Mm. awesome beer i wish you had some around i would have done the two back to back Mm. but um i guess with the the style of the porter you kind of get just more you get like the coffee will come through a lot Mm. a lot smoother
3: and more velvety i guess
2: yeah Yeah. it's really it's
3: all about the roasted flavors in this
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, it's um, got a, it's got a good amount of body to it too. Like often stouts at this ABV are like really thin and sort of yeah. nuff nuff. But yeah, this this like a yeah, drinker. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You drink it like it is a stout, right? Exactly. You, you um, like, In the in the tasting notes
1: on the coffee, on the, the coffee beans used, uh, which are from Genovese uh, roasters, one of the main tasting notes is strawberry jam and candied orange. Before you hit like. Uh, you know, the chocolate component, which is kind of interesting. I don't know a lot about coffee. And you guys coffee aficionados.
3: Oh uh, well. Strawberry right, coffee. You know, I like, right, make well. See, I can't taste those flavours when I when it's when a coffee's been um I don't know if they put espresso in there or just the beans themselves, mm. so micro roasted beans, I don't know what they've they've just chucked the beans in there or actually chuck coffee in there. I'm gonna suggest they put the beans in there. I know when you do like a when you do when I do cauldrip that's when you can really taste those flavors, like, oh yeah, like strawberry and yeah, right. you know, citrus, yeah. I can taste them, whereas if you're doing espresso or just have the beans themselves, I find you lose a lot of those more subtle flavors. It, it is a breakfast out, so you could have mm. strawberry jam
1: or toast on the side, mm. and you know, recapture those things if you, aren't, if you aren't getting that in the in the beer. It's like a serving suggestion. Um,
3: it's a good idea for a brewery in general. Yeah. Serving suggestions for all of your beers on the so, like, matching, mm. matching year. round,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my, white beer that we we have had with breakfast before was the Coffee Porter. Uh, the Matriarch from, uh, Ooh. from Co-Conspirators, again.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a beer for all seasons. It is, but if yeah. you have it
1: next to, like, a, a fried breakfast in the morning, it's
3: sensational. Yeah. It replaces Sweet. the what's What beer we had that time? Remember we made the Coffee Stout? It was the Modus. Oh, it was, one of the, it was the Modus, one of their stouts. So we got the stout and then we just made some, actually it was back um, when Subu was still running. And we made some espresso and then put it into the stout. Oh, okay. It was yeah. amazing. So I thought it would be good and it was good. And then later on we had this lager or a pale ale that had been given to us and it was terrible. And then we thought, oh, let's just some espresso in there. And I actually made it into an amazing beer, like a coffee lager. It was like, wow, that was unexpected. We've,
1: I guess, as like two friends that have been drinking together for like just under a decade, we've mixed a lot of beers together and mm. lots of variations of things as well with beers. Sometimes yeah. it works amazingly, sometimes it's not the best. You don't have mm. the thing is you don't have to open two cans and pour them both into a jug. You can just mm. add a little bit and yes. see if it works. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people go like, oh, oh, now I've ruined these two beers. It's like no, no you did. ruin <laughs> That the was two foolish. Beers. <laughs> well, this is the
3: home of the force punch.
1: Yes. Last night at work, I, I tried the new Dainton uh, Pina Colada, which is a pineapple coconut. Um, okay. I
3: can't remember if it's a or not,
1: but um, it was delicious. And it was also delicious with a splash of spice drum in there. <laughs> uh, you've got to add extra things to it. Uh, the mill, we did one with the mill a little while ago with uh, his... Pineapple haze, I believe it was, or something like that. We will be at the mill later today, we'll ask about it. Take some spiced rum up there. You can try the pineapple beer. It's delicious on its own. Spiced rum in there, even better. Yeah, (laughs) That'll get you through the day. Yeah. Sweet. Put some spiced rum in this, so (laughs) it's (laughs)
2: great. It can't hurt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I it's breakfast room. What what are people saying about this? uh, Scott
3: said, uh, Sally went shopping. Yum, four stars. He he went, who went shopping? Sally. We don't know who Sally is. And he has tagged Porter Girl, who I assume is
2: Sally. Uh, Tim C, who had it here. Uh, cold drip coffee deliciousness, 4.25 out of 5. Uh, here. Here's
3: one for, one for you, Jeff. Uh, Ed B at Kirk's Pub yesterday. Uh,
2: <laughs> why? Why do you do this? <laughs> uh, Philip B, P.S. What's better than beating Collinwood by 100 points? 3.75 out of 5. <laughs> relevant yep well it was it was it was on september 29 so it would have been you know around finals time and 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 whatnot Uh,
3: hoppy massive flavors including one of the best coffee tastes i've ever had shits all over most
0: coffee stouts with a few exceptions exclamation mark 4.5 look i just like the exclamation mark that that really made it for me do you use single exclamation marks i i don't rarely Uh, you're gonna do two right uh, oh, three. I would do one or three if I did to. Or one or three? Yeah, two's weird. Two's weird. Two's just a mistake. Yeah, it's like, it's like the ellipsis rule. Um, ellipsis has, has to be three dots. Yeah, right. I'll see
2: you
0: guys later. Oh, uh, i <laughs> uh, So, see, I grew up seeing
2: double exclamation marks. Oh. I used to, I read a lot- All right, of I'm like, back. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I read a lot of chess books as a kid. Um, and I've yeah. <laughs> like, say, you might want to you might want to just check yourself before you serve. Up. But yeah, the one they annotate chess games like mm. you have one exclamation mark for a good move and two exclamation marks for a really good move, oh, and it's some many question marks on for, for bad moves. So, and
3: of course, if you're yeah.
2: Spanish, then everything
3: starts and ends with a question mark. That's <laughs> <move>. right. <laughs> no, so not, does does that mean not everything. <laughs> not <laughs> everything. That's, that's not how it works. But I've heard I've heard Spanish do. people speak. <laughs> 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 they seem pretty excited all the time. Yeah. So if you put a let's du- say so here's one if you're in Spain so if you use double or triple question mark then does that mean you have to put a double or triple quest- upside down question mark at the beginning?
0: Good question. My head yeah. head yeah. um, Say so I just like the interrobang. I think that's my favourite of the latest punctuations. Is that what the
1: upside down emoji like smiley face is for for Spanish? Because you do like the upside down one and then the regular one. <laughs> yeah. Like, it it because it so be. I haven't figured out what the upside down ones for. Oh, that it's one's when, when you're like That's when you're happy But you really like, oh, like no, That's like That's a fake happy Yeah right That's when you're like You know mm. like, But my like, eyes are on my, my chin Yeah
0: Good um, <laughs> um, th- uh, Thank you for staying with us All of our Spanish listeners Alright <laughs> um, I had to make that comment On the break About first half Being
3: unusually on, on topic And full mm, of facts mm, yeah, Didn't yeah, it Yeah I, I tried the rum by
0: the way Oh there is uh, spice rum on the table was too much Okay Too much That was my fault um, look, thank thank you for taking the bullet for us, sir. Is that how the the sailor got drunk from the rum? We back it's full circle, Ooh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well done. Like, yeah. I do like the fact that the
1: beer is called "What Shall We Do with the Drunken Sailor." We're going to mm. give him more booze, and it is early in the morning. Mm. There's going to be coffee in there the as well.
3: The I think the beer is just called Coffee Breakfast. Uh, he's you
1: know he's laying on the floor. He's got a he's got a bit of a headache. He's drinking the coffee.
3: I wonder, a coffee, coffee breakfast fe- break stout is what it's listed as. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is that because of the juicy mouthfeel? Breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I so think mean, all their beers start with that, uh, what would you ever do with the drunken sailor? Right. I think. Breakfast stout. Does it say that on the Alrighty. No, it says coffee breakfast stout. I
1: rate this, as, as this has been sitting in my hand for like five, ten minutes mm-hmm. now, kind of that mouthfeel kind of opens up more. I've got like that mm-hmm. heaps more vanilla kind of floating around. Yeah. I think it's delicious. Good.
3: Mm-hmm. Ian, and, Ian and Croydon, beer, surprise. breakfast, and coffee combined. What a concept, single exclamation mark. Smooth, thick texture, great coffee flavor, and a hint of whiskey. The equalizer, single exclamation mark. Four stars, and another comment with fantastic um, yeah, commas and exclamation marks all in the right spot. I'm trying to
0: find some bad grammar. <laughs> so, so, so really the- People who drink this beer know how to write. So, so, yeah, exactly.
1: Ooh, that's a, yeah, that's an interesting
0: mm. point. Ooh. Correlation or causation? I'm mm. sure I can find a bad one if I look.
2: Yeah, if you really want me to flip this table, what you need to find is someone who does a late check-in and then an ellipsis with like four dots or two mm. dots mm. or six dots. Yeah. Yeah. Lee J,
3: that packs a punch for 5%, roasted coffee, chocolate and a touch of vanilla. We'll be getting this again for sure. Very good comment, but missed out on the uh, closing um.
0: Oh, there. Oh, yeah. So, I
1: don't mind. Four, s- four stars. That's someone
2: mm. who's already, already starting to check another beer. They've moved on. Yeah, Yeah, no time for the last last full
0: stop. Onward and upward, or at least onward.
2: Uh, Chris S, decent coffee stout, coffee and vanilla come through, a touch of barrel-aged sourness, whiskey and coffee on the nose, has the closing full stop. 3.5.
3: Loving it even more, hasn't capitalised loving, and has followed it with no space after more, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark. 4.5 4.5 stars. So I'd say that's definitely <laughs> an exclamation mark and not a question mark <laughs> kind of uh, rating there. And on that mark, what do we think about this? Um, I'm giving it a five, uh, four. It's, Whoa, I was um, going to say a five. Whoa. Yeah, no, not, definitely not a five. Um, no, it's um, really nice. It's surprisingly got a really good and texture for a low ABV stout. And I really like the um, roasted sort of coffee cacao. Love the, the color of
1: that the head on there as well. It's yeah. delicious. Mm. So yeah, really, really good. I would rate this a four, but uh, there's a really there's a bit of a kind of pirate shanty kind of poem on the side of the can. It's really tricky to read in the light here right now, so I'm not going to do it. But go out, and get yourself one, and read it with a bit of a pirate <laughs> swagger. So I that four point two five, aka the- two exclamation marks.
2: Wow, chess move. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna give this a four. Yeah, I really, really like it, I think it's really good. Yeah, I think I'd stick with four. I
1: think it's um it's really good for, for what it is, you know, like five percent, good good body, good everything. Like and as far as dark beers, it's like it's gotta do well to to make me like it, which was you know, boosts it up, but then it's also a dark beer and you know, personally not my favourite, so bring it back down to four. <laughs>
0: um I'm going for four as well, I think it's it's, it, again, it feels like it should be a lot higher And it isn't um, But I'm also going to read out this thing Because I have better light Although I will admit, Dave, that there is no way To actually get in a good light to actually read this um, um, Okay uh, What shall we do with a drunken sailor? Give, uh, give him a dose Of salt and water Shave his belly with a rusty razor Kill him till he's sober Give, uh, give him a hair of, the, hair of the dog that bit him Soak him in oil till he sprats a flipper. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. On that, we've never really finished a beer segment on um, poetry, I feel good about the word. Um, on it's good that, to innovate. I know, I know, we'll break a new grind. Um, all right, we'll be back with one more beer. And this is our second beer and it is well, it's a beer that was made for the second birthday of bar sk and it was made by the good people at moondog correct
1: uh well, it was ourselves and moondog Um, uh, we spent a couple of months i don't know we, we made a beer for our first anniversary uh with kaiju we we made the kaiju scrush the sk crush uh and then so we had our second birthday recently and we thought let's let's make another beer it's a good excuse um, mm-hmm. We had made a we made a beer for uh for Louis birthday a couple of months earlier um, with Moondog as well, so we mm-hmm. thought we'd try to catch him that a second favor for the year. <laughs> um, and we kinda I guess I guess over the last like over the last like summer and spring, sours and gozers, um, mm-hmm. and like the Vices and stuff like low ABV almost Pilsner based kind of beers as far as like Pilsner malts Pilsner wheats uh, but with sours and fruits they were the beers that we were drinking for some reason I don't know I don't know what it is there are also the beers that really really, They're was, exciting. resonated with that crowd as well yeah, like, yeah, yeah totally like beers that we could sell beers, beers that were why, why, constantly why, why, exciting
0: but this isn't about selling stuff this is about uh-huh. yeah you know sure, I mean?
1: but you know it's good when people buy it
0: <laughs> okay fair call
1: yeah um, one, of the, one of my favourite beers that one of our favorite beers that we tried last year was some of the dessert series. I'm sorry we keep on talking, giving
0: nods to the Sailor's Grave, but. Well, this the, is a Sailor's Grave episode. Um, this is, yeah. You <laughs> just spell, you just, it's like SK actually um, stands for Gra- um, Sailor's Grave. Under the, Sailor's, K, Sailor's Grave. <laughs> exactly. Only the K is silent. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, the, 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 the lemon meringue vanilla cream sour, the Pavlova cream sour, there's a lot of Scandinavian beers as well that we tried over the last year that adding lactose to a beer just added this kind of tertiary, uh, kind of mouthy component, which after you had the fruit was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was our, <clears throat> we sort of sat around and thought, you know, what fruits do we want? Um, we went through a lot of different ideas. Um, we kind of ended up with Peach and Passion Fruit because it was kind of like the passion fruit had the tartness and the peach had like, you know, it was a flavor that wasn't really being uh, too overly sort of represented in beers at the time. It was a bit of a nod towards like the the New Englands as well, as far as that kind of, that kind of, um, that kind of stone stone fruity kind of, yeah, haziness.
0: I don't think it's hazy enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I can't see you. (laughs) Um, I remember when when I was a kid, uh, after my younger siblings went to bed, uh, I'd sit up with like my folks and we'd have dessert. My younger siblings weren't <laughs> they didn't get dessert. And we'd have, like, uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm a lot older than them, so you know. Uh, it was like tin peaches, um, a dollop of, of passion fruit, and vanilla ice cream. We only have vanilla ice cream in my household. There's a point to this. I would I would stir it until it was kind of melted and it was just the most delicious flavor, kind of like a Pablo right away. Um, there was that, and there was also a Twister, the Twister ice cream. Do you guys remember those? Like back in the kind of 80s. Yeah, it like a little yeah, plastic yeah. cup. Yeah, that kind of fake cream. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it just had like little swirls of uh, kind of oh, yellow like, and orange yeah. through
2: it. Or it was had kinda, like the
1: artificial strawberry
2: or... Yeah, yeah yep, yep. That was
1: kind of where like the, the dessert-y component came into this this beer. And also oh. we did some research and I couldn't find a beer that had been made anywhere that represented this. Same, same style. It was also that thing of going like, well, we'd had the the spice of heaven from Moon Dog, so we knew mm. that they could they could do some good you know, creaminess to it. So he basically just sort of pointed that, said so the cream, like you know, whatever that made that creamy, put it in our one, and then he sort of tried to explain about lactose sugar and everything. Like, Shut up, please. <laughs> do this. it more. Did I ask for yeah. your yeah. opinion? It, it, it was <laughs> great, great fun to make actually. Um, so we we got about thirty kilos of peaches in little segments, and Louis and I spent. Uh, close to like three, three hours. Blow torches, several out. blow torches, and just slowly. What is it with you
0: guys and blow torches?
1: Set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was. I mean, it was basically excuse to buy a blow
0: Okay, I can see that. Uh, yeah.
1: And also, like you know, we had to get tin pictures because it was yeah. out of season, so it was kind of like, well, how, how do we bring the, how do we bring a bit more flavor and depth out yeah. of these things. We didn't want it just to taste like, oh yeah, it's like drinking bit, you know, tinned peach juice. So thought, well what if we burnt I think like half of half of the peaches had like a little bit of uh, sugar on them as well. Mm. Just we just wanted to try to I don't know, yeah, add as much depth and body to it. Yeah, and kind of like a brulee kind of flavor that might come through. We honestly had no idea, because you sort of you blowtorch a peach and then you eat it and it's like tastes like a bit burnt. But, also, but mostly just like the peach. What's that gonna taste like in a beer though at some point? Yeah, um, it's really odd. Like, cause we don't professionally brew beer. Uh, might surprise you. <laughs> so we had no idea.
3: It's kind of like the, uh, the smoke pot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul, you need to tell that story. Okay, yes. so um, the It's just like the tortoise in the hair. Is it a
1: like an old fable? No. Oh, no. The smoked? <laughs> the smoked. Wow, people, let the me tell you a story. story. It's one man. of the more obscure fables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is one.
3: The barbecue <laughs> at my place. So I did all this um smoked all this tri-tip and it was amazing, but then got a big pit barrel cooker and the problem is it like all well, the charcoals in there now. it's going it seems like a waste just to let the charcoals die is anything else we can smoke. Like right, are no veggies, I see some. There's pineapple at my wife's place. Like, else, we can smoke. <laughs> <so I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, it's us. Like, what, what's Lauren going to think if she comes home and there's and the pineapples been smoked? I think she'll be okay with it. So, in <laughs> it went, and uh, it, it was nice. It ju- actually yeah, just made it actually had, had a slight smoky flavour to it, obviously, but um, actually made it really up the intensity of the sweetness. You like, just. Full, like, whole yeah, just like
2: chuck the pineapple in there. Like,
3: like didn't
1: like cut any bits off it or anything? No.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I smoke like
2: jackfruit and stuff like that as well. So yeah, maybe this needs to be experimented with
0: more. Smoked pineapple beer. Mm. That is, well, let's be honest, it's probably already been done. Um, probably. Probably. Yeah. All right. Um. What are people t- saying about this beer? And yes, you guys will have to listen to people's reviews. Hopefully they're incoherent, which is... They're great. mostly from David. Yeah,
1: I, I was I was probably the first person to check this one in on Untapped. <laughs>
0: no, that makes sense. First person
1: actually to. We were the first people to check in the the matriarch, a couple, like eighteen what? months ago. Yeah, the now fabled matriarch. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had two pints of that for breakfast. Uh, mm-hmm. At the terminus. Mm-hmm. At the terminus, the day it yeah. was released. I was waiting for balloons to drop from the roof. I was waiting for like <laughs> someone to jump out and like congratulations. Nothing happened. Great, great, You too. don't even <laughs> get a, I don't think you get a. You don't, I don't get have, a badge I got that for first check ins.
2: Oh. If that's um cool. tap's listening. <laughs> uh, Greg. Yeah, it's like it's like, you know, the whole first post thing like on, mm. on like on like forums and shit like that. Yeah, there should be a... I, I, that's that's a really good idea. <laughs> I don't think they should. Oh
0: um, here we go.
1: Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like well well, while Dave was sitting there trying to check in this beer or like get his, you know, get it all ready, Shane jumped in and had the first drink. Of this beer, that's yeah. right. <laughs> we're about to have our first sip of our of our beer and the three of us are cheersing. This is why we don't like Shane at mm. beer match in general. Yeah. He has a sip of the beer before we do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like we've just ha- just given birth to our child mm. and someone else is just like giving it a cuddle and a kiss on the cheek, you know? <laughs> He's already named it.
0: <laughs> um, Shane, I'm sure you'll be listening. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, now what are people saying about this? Yeah. The good thing about this, this was also at a bunch of bars. We yeah.
1: had this in a mm-hmm. few bars in Melbourne, so it wasn't just friends of ours and regular customers. Well, that clearly were
3: friends because I see all these check-ins at BMMash. <laughs> <laughs> that was also <awesome>. good. <laughs> Rasmus G at uh, Venue,
2: um, So good, dot, dot, dot. Balance just right, four stars. Cat W, delicious dessert after dinner across the road. Creamy vanilla with sour peach and passion fruit. Yummo. Four out of five. Across here. the road.
1: <laughs> they had dinner at Peter Markovich. <laughs> they the or the Angelus. Or <laughs> What do
3: yaya,
1: what, what Yaya's sell for dinner?
3: Uh, Benjamin T, bloody tasty beer. Five stars. Uh, me, here. Uh, smooth with lots of O's in the word smooth. 425
0: Self sergeant. Sorry, Maddie Y. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna jump in on this. A fucking great beer, one exclamation mark. <laughs> uh, at either end of the sentence.
3: <laughs> Stephen Q at Beer Mash. Not getting a lot of fruit. Dot dot dot. A bit of a sour. Dot dot dot. <laughs> a bit meh. Three point five. Oh. That was a beer
1: mash. I thought the only there was, I thought the only uh, reviews under four were South
3: of the River. So I was yeah. like that's Ooh. Must have been the Dirty Lines at the <laughs> 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 uh,
2: Rob, uh,
0: here, big lactose, decent fruit, good sour, 3.75. I was, was going to say that we, we look pretty, um, whenever we do a beer, it's pretty much just looking at the re- reviews all the time. It's like, yes, look, look, it's high. It's lower again. Let's get in higher. It's lower again.
3: First check-in was Andrew at Moondog Brewery. Yeah, four stars. Beat me to it. Rude. Second check-in was Ben B at Moondog. Caramelized peach and passion fruit with vanilla lactose sour. Perfect. 4.5. Do
0: you reckon that is you actually the third Moondog? check-in? Hmm? Do you reckon that was they, those two were actually Moondog? Ben and Andrew, are they owners, brothers? No. Right. Mm-hmm. The names don't ring a bell. No. I mean, they're pretty common
3: names
1: though.
0: I did have somebody come in from well, B-
3: somebody... BMX Ben. BMX Bend. Oh, yeah. Because. BMX Bendits. Yeah. <laughs> BMX Bendits.
1: <laughs> I did have somebody come in the night that we were launching the beer and say, I drank so much of that last night. I was like, "Wow, well,
3: that's, that's interesting. But yeah.
1: but they came
0: in to compliment us and tell us how great it was. So, yeah, nice. Thank you, man, that. And obviously I should flag that the, uh, the detail and everything for it was by Beagles, Bucket Beagles, our old friend Clint. We've got a... Peach with a bit of
1: sweat because mm-hmm. it's, uh, the sun is kind of down, like kind of burning down on it, which was uh, to represent the the torches. Uh, the peach is kissing passion fruit on the beach. Uh, it's it's a love story.
0: It? Yeah,
3: they're uh, oh, it's great. Right. Trying to figure out them. we the one of them. I'm trying to figure out the with like the, um, no, the, like the mouth situation. It's like a love heart.
2: Is that meant to be a love heart? yes okay. sure Why not? yes yes yeah. 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 they are that. having the a patch
0: yeah there's a lot of deep symbolism in here yeah
2: yeah the spanish beach there's an exclamation at the start and the end of the second birthday thing oh shit you're right
3: no, it's not upside down ah uh, yeah
1: so it's, uh, <laughs> that's that's
2: just, <laughs> mm. uh, just i like maybe. symmetry sometimes
3: <laughs> maybe it's portuguese um maybe what, what, what do you guys think of it can, I, can we ask um, um I'm going to stick to my original thing. Smooth with lots of O's. <laughs> 4.5 are, are, are the O's uh, smooth
1: orgasms or
3: are we nah, I think uh-huh. I'm <laughs> yeah. the just general, I was watching general, your face <laughs> I'm watching
1: your face in between every sip now. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, it's um, yeah, it tastes exactly what it's worth. It's a nice level of soundness to it. You can taste the peach. You can taste the passion fruit. And yeah, it does have that really nice smooth mouthfeel. It's interesting
1: look, when like selling this to people that don't drink Craft beer, I guess, and you say the word sour, they they say no, 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 I'm not interested in that. And then you give them a taste of it, and like, like I guess like our idea with this was supposed to be, like the first component was supposed to be squelchy passion fruit, which kind of gave you that kind of that like kind of salivating kind of thing, which you normally get when you first have a, a sip of a uh, sour beer, like on your your palate, kind of like salivates a little. And then after that, you are supposed to get like that peach and passion fruit body, which is why there was so much fruit left in there. And then the last bit was, I guess, the the vanilla cream lactose, which was supposed to give it that kind of ice creamy texture. Mm. Yeah. I think it's been really interesting, like showing different customers or giving tastes out and sort of showing the journey, being like, you know, like, like, yeah, look, it's, a, it's, it's weird, you know, because some people don't, don't dig it, which is fine. Like, but just sort of people appreciate the fact that, oh yeah, I get like this sort of sour peach and then I get vanilla cream. like. In two stages, and they're like, you know, like, wow, how'd you do that? And I go, you
0: yeah. don't want to not see, yeah, that.
1: yeah. I took, I took ages, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that's what I want out of every beer. I want that excitement, same, same as I kind of treat food as well. Like I want, I want that level of, uh, yeah, like journey and excitement as you go through the beer. I don't want
0: it just to be cold, mm. <laughs> cold and calculated. Yes. <laughs> All right. um all right, uh, Paul, you've, uh, how many, uh, how many, are you still 4. going for 4.25? Um, I personally, I think I gave it a four last time, and I'm going to give it a four again, but that's good for me. Um, I, I really enjoy this beer, and the weird part is, is that I didn't really, I never really thought of it as being a sour until you guys talked about it being a sour. Um, I guess all the other flavours kind of come through a lot stronger for me, that I, now I'm like, oh yeah,
2: I guess it is a sour. But if you had to, if someone asked you, gave you the beer and asked you what style is this is, what, what would your answer be? I would mean? have no idea. I just, I, I genuinely don't know. I, uh, yeah, because like, it, yeah, okay, we, we can discuss mm. this offline. How stupid you are! Um, <laughs> wow, why were you looking at me when you said that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what, what my sort of field of vision was doing right there. Um, I really like it too. Yeah, I think four out of five. Um, also. There was, another
1: thing that I forgot about was it came through at 6% because the amount of fruit that was in there when it was filtered we lost about 100 litres so basically the ABV went went right up which was
3: yeah weird. good because you can't taste
1: it being yeah. 6% mm. yeah uh, and that's an exciting point for sours like, I want Imperial Sours to start coming out or like mm. double sours like just
0: bring mm. the ABV up again yeah because uh-huh. now we're in that 3.5 yeah oh, which is like yeah.
1: historically kind of what that's the style of beers, yeah. They, which is great, that's why we enjoy drinking them all night. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that you know, like, like when Moondog sort of said, Oh, what ADV do you want? We sort of we had very low because you know that whenever you whenever they make something, mm-hmm. it ends up sort of oh, oh, now it's 10 12 percent, and you're like, Oh, god, not again. Oh, we
2: forgot to stir it, we forgot to do that bit, like now it's yeah, now it's the triple imperial style
1: I don't know, it's just like they're like Dog are just like. Like, they're like the mates at the party that are always trying to get you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always it's kind of like, you know, spiking your beer and it's like, oh, oh, oh. Everyone's walked up to the punch bowl and poured some in. Yeah, but Moondog are just like constantly pouring like, you know, <laughs> into your cup while
0: you're trying to get punched in there. <laughs> that sounds like you were like last, last night, Paul. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, it does. Look, on that note, I think we should finish up for this episode. Uh, nice now. to rate their own beer. Oh, good point. 100 out of five or, yeah. you know, <laughs> just it's too much it's just too good and if you didn't have a hundred if you just had four uh, if you just had five <laughs> if I said four If that's mm. right out of five and you did not make the beer <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: guess,
1: I don't know I think it's it's really interesting because it's like at the same time when people do come up and say oh yeah okay that's that's really weird and you know maybe that's good or bad but it's not for them and you sort of say yeah yeah like you know we didn't sit down with Moondog and say hey about a good pail you know like we did we deliberately went out to make something that was divisive and odd and you know it was it was that thing when they, we first put it on tap poured a bit out sat down and it was like this this could be shit. right like, this could be terrible and i'll have to i'll have to cuddle it and pretend it's my kid and everything if it's bad but but then it was just really good and i i definitely think it's
0: one of the best things i've had this year and out of five uh good, good evading work but um. <laughs> well
1: i mean i'm I don't should go. we just give it 4.23 so that it can stay at what its average rating is right now because i'm pretty happy with
0: 4.23 is an average rating <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah let's go with uh, 100 <laughs> yeah <definitely idea. laughs> all right 4.25 it is or 4.23 um on that note and boy we're at 56 minutes good work team um we will finish up there uh Gents, thank you so much for letting us into your bar at, uh, what is this, well it's 11.30 now, but you let us in at 10, um, after possibly zero sleep, um, and we, well, people, uh, this is the first stop on the 86, technically I guess the first stop um, you might want to go to is Catfish, but we prefer here. So. We have been the Brunswick B. That's not a slight on the catfish. No, no, it may have sounded that way.
3: I'll no. take it. <laughs> Sucking catfish. There's <laughs> one bar we have to have issues mm. with. It's so um definitely be match. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. We'll,
3: we'll yeah, deal with them anymore. later.
0: Yeah. Later. Um, we. Ha- That's why they last. Oh yeah. On everyone's list. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so awkward. <Five laughs> <seven. laughs> us. Ash. Um, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we've been joined by Dave and Louie. Uh, and I've been Chris Shorten. With me has been Jeffrey Chi. Catch you soon. Paul Christoph. Still good morning. And we will talk to you next week from Stomping Grant.